0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Aaliyah Grace Dean and you are listening to Side Grace. Thank you for tuning in to follow my journey. I hope that as you follow me, you're able to gain some insight and in return, it causes a kickstart of shaping your own reality. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and we're going to get the podcast rolling right now. Am I feminine? I find myself constantly asking myself that question and I wonder why in the world do I ask myself that question in the first place and I kind of just get into this loop or like I kind of ponder on like you know what is femininity what is feminine and I come to the realization that that definition or that term was developed by old school male dominated culture it was never a female who got to define that term it was honestly male derived and so I think that's why it's really hard for me to identify with femininity and feminine and what is feminine what is femininity and I'm going to give you a few example of why it's such a hard thing for me to identify myself as feminine One of the reasons why, and one of the big chunk of reasons why, is because I feel like I don't define what femininity is. I feel like I defy the actual definition of it. I myself, outside of the podcast and outside of my major and outside of my jobs and my different roles, I'm a powerlifter and I've been a powerlifter for five to about five years. And in those five years, I've really embraced so many different habits and beliefs. And I come home and like marvel at the calluses that are developing on my hands after gripping, like gripping a lifting bar. I love sweating. I love grunting. I love going to lifting competition. I love all sports that have to do with anything of a barbell and some weights on the side. I am not a polished woman like femininity defines, you know, I just, it's hard for me to define myself as that because we have that concrete definition. It's even to the point that when my birthday comes around or Christmas comes around or Valentine's day, or whatever the case may be, people don't really get me the feminine items. They get me, you know, the gym clothes, the gym accessories, the gym Um, workout sets, or they'll get me you know the equipment that I need and so again like I said before it's really hard for me to identify with being feminine and then I have had my family tell me on numerous occasions that I need to stop lifting because it was a man activity that I should not gain too much muscle because I want to keep a feminine appearance or that I will ruin my cervix if I continue and never have kids Due to these comments, it only makes my effort to pack on more muscle, to look even bigger muscular wise for myself. And the muscle and that strength that I empower while I'm in the gym, out the gym, um, the confidence in my body and you know how lifting has really changed and rewired my brain, that's the confidence that I have. And so if that's not defined by femininity, then I don't associate with femininity. I also don't want children either. I think I'm a very nurturing person. However, I believe that's because I'm a highly empathetic person. So I tend to be really nurturing because I really feel for other people, but I don't want children myself. And I know that's a huge thing with feminine and femininity is that bracing that motherhood. And I respect so many women who do I've just known from a very young age, and this is due to some trauma response in my childhood, that I don't want children. Now, the term feminine and feminine energy and the femininity, they do mention that it's, in the definition, you know, it's more highly emotional. And even though I am an emotional person, That is like the stereotypical response for femininity. Like what is a feminine person? And, you know, and then you instantly think of like, oh, they're highly emotional. That's just, that's hard for me to understand because I just think that I'm just more emotionally intelligent. I'm aware of my emotions. Why is that identified with femininity or feminine energy? And then we're going to dive a little deeper now into more like the sexual realm here. Because I know again that femininity also crosses over into that sexual area and that sexual um, playing ground, and for me, I don't find myself really overly active. Um, I do participate and I am sexually active, but I'm not the type of person who goes out their way to like look really dainty for my partner, or like buy lingerie or like decorate everything like romantically. That's just not me. And I know a lot of other females who are like that as well. But with femininity, I believe and correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong personally, but I think that is a standard of femininity It's you know, you're trying to look good for the opposite sex, for sex. And I, that's just not me. Like, I just engage in the behavior. I engage in that activity and I just feel good. I don't do it in a sense of like, I'm looking good to please my man and so on and so forth. Like, it's a, it's a partnership thing. So now that I gave you a little bit of history of like why I don't really see myself as a feminine person or really have any femininity about me. When I look at myself, I personally just see myself as a person. I don't like being defined as one thing or the other. I also don't enjoy the term feminine because it is often used as a derogatory word or meaning behind calling someone feminine. I now just started hearing femininity in a positive light due to researching and practicing spirituality. But before that, I often heard people being called feminine as if it was a bad thing. And I feel like for women, we're just constantly or automatically assigned that feminine or femininity role that we didn't even get to define. If you were to ask me, our brains are like kind of like an organization storage bin, and our ego likes power we have been born into a system that loves to categorize everyone and then use it against them later on and i'm going to use the phrase divide and conquer in this example here i believe these terms fit it pretty perfectly because with femininity and masculinity and all the different terms that we have at one point it was created to divide and conquer And so that's why I like using that phrase there, because it's the truth. It is, it has been seen in history that all these different terms to describe someone is literally just terms to divide. And even what blows my mind even more is that in the human language, objects in other countries are deemed feminine or masculine. And that is how you know how to conjugate them according to if, you know, they're feminine or masculine. But like, that's a mine, like blow up right there because what? I want to know how that even came about. So this topic today, I broke up into four different subtopics to make it a little bit easier for us to dissect, you know, femininity. Feminine and just really get into you know, what is that and if you ever kind of question it And I don't think a lot of people take the time to really think about it But when you do think about it, you're like, huh? At least for me, like when I sat back and I thought about it and I had a professor ask me I was like Technically by definition I'm not feminine and I'm I don't identify with that then I guess so the first topic that we're really gonna dive into is is the reason you know why I really wanted to talk about this and the reason why I picked this topic and talking about it on a spiritual take about it. So many of you may not know that I currently practice spirituality and I'm actively practicing it. And I notice often while practicing that things at time are divided into feminine or masculine energies. And the people that I learned from do a really good job explaining how like it doesn't, it's not a bad thing to be identified with one or the other. You know, a male can have feminine energy and a female can have masculine energy. And what's really pushed a lot behind that message is that, you know, you kind of want to find a balance, which I think is excellent because we have to find a balance in a lot of areas of our life because without balance if we lean one way or the other we call we cause a lot of dismay and distress in our life so it's really important to find that balance and I think that's really cool that they're able to do that with you know feminine and masculine energies and in a way with spirituality and how they explain feminine and masculine energies I find myself more so identifying with that school of thought and if it didn't clarify it better for you about what they mean by masculine and feminine energy and spirituality. Feminine energy is more of, you know, you're kind of touched with more of your emotions. Um, you know, you have that love and care, that empathy for so many people. And then the masculine is more of that like strength. You're more level headed. Um, so it, it's kind of crosses over, I guess, with that stereotypical at times. but it has a light-hearted meaning behind them, which I think is really cool. So again, I kinda, yes, I see the point of that school of thought. However, for me, it is still problematic because spirituality is a constant teaching that you are one with the universe and that you should not associate yourself too hard on any one of your identities. And remind you, I'm still learning spirituality. So if anything, You know, if there's something that I can learn a little bit more, please reach out to me and let me know. But the basis of spirituality is that you are connected to the universe and that you are kind of just one. And the multiple identities that we have kind of hold us back. So the purpose is to really enlighten ourselves and detach from all those identities that we have. So I'm confused in a sense when I bring that up and then we talk about that feminine and masculine energy. Yes, it could be a helpful tool for, you know, shadow work and healing and moving forward in your life. And I'm seeing so many videos on YouTube these days about how to activate your feminine energy and how to be a divine feminine, which again, I see its purpose because it's promoting getting more in touch with, you know, that emotional, empathetic side of you. However, again, it's the labeling for me that I find hard to agree with because could we promote just getting more in touch with an emotional space without it tying to an identity of femininity or the divine feminine? And that's my question that I have a lot and often when I am practicing spirituality Now that we got to talk about, you know, that spiritual aspect of feminine, divine feminine, that feminine energy and kind of questioning that belief, which I think is really important in spirituality as well, because you always should be questioning and wondering. I move on to topic two, the subtopic, topic two, which is the reasons for this podcast on a mental health standpoint. Now, for me, on the mental health spectrum, I believe that identifying in this promotion of femininity can cause so much harm for a woman. I think it was created to cause intentional harm to women anyway, to be honest, and you know, society as a whole. Like I said before, that divide and conquer. I think the purpose was to really diminish women in itself. There are women who has a line of generations where each woman prided themselves in their femininity and womanhood. You may be, you know, you may be even experiencing your mom, your aunt, your grandmother, even a man telling you that you should be more feminine or they are preaching, you know, to uphold your femininity as a woman. Even though this podcast is really for women, I can't exclude the men as well out of this episode because like i said before femininity is often used as something derogatory and a lot of times males will use that term feminine like you're so feminine to like another male or a woman would say that to another male and that in itself is hurtful because it makes them almost not understand why expressing let's say their emotions if you're calling them feminine because they express their emotions quite often that's just promoting that toxic you know masculinity energy and saying you know as a male you should not express your emotions you're acting too much like a female like a feminine person and I just think that's a horrible cycle and it's something that's worth being talked about and broken because how I just it's hard for me to wrap my head around that it really is because using feminine or femininity as a derogatory term towards women or men has so many side effects that can last a really long time and it reminds me of the four agreements book that i read and it's talking about you know be impeccable with your words that was the first agreement so i think it's really important for people to understand like what you say to people can be so lasting it can have a lasting effect on them now bringing it back to the focus of women we also conceive femininity and feminine um, teachings in school systems and churches and all those other community social areas, grooming us to be almost like little women, like this perfect little woman. I'll never forget when I was a little girl and I went to Sunday school and I always had a dress or a skirt on, thanks to Mama Dean. And I always had been told to close my legs, cross my legs, because I was one of those girls who sit with them like almost in a square, like almost like maybe a triangle, if you want to envision that better. And I always defied it. I did not care. I wanted to be comfortable. And till this day, I do the same thing. But it's funny because we get told that so much, like, you know, the boys pick on you because they like you. You shouldn't play with the boys because they're a little bit too strong. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we've just been conditioned for so long and when you really take a step back and you look at all those things that happen in our life, we've been conditioned to believe that we should be these dainty feminine women. And I'm about to break that up right now. (laughs) Another area that does not help at all with you know what is feminine what is femininity is social media social media when you get on there when you get on instagram snapchat tiktok you name it you're on there visco even you're constantly bombarded with like you know cosmetic surgeries also like you know people going to the gym looking a certain way girls with bigger butts and boobs um And you almost feel like, man, is this the new standard of beautiful? And oh my gosh, these ladies are gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And I'm not going to take anything away from them. But I will say, when I see a flat-chested woman who's just like me because I am flat-chested, it's so refreshing because it kind of reminds me that like, wow, she's so beautiful. And I'm beautiful too, even though I have a flat chest. And often women who have flat chests, Oh, they're not really seen as womanly feminine you know they are not really femininity itself because they don't have that bigger um, those bigger breasts and so when I see that I'm just like yes yeah, so like that's amazing because I want the message across the board to be that you can be any size shape color what you name it and if you embrace the term that you are a woman You are a woman, no matter what size you are, no matter who you are, no matter what your background was. You are a woman and your feminine and femininity is defined by you. And it's really powerful to remember. So going back to, you know, there's so many different factors that play a role in like who's influencing what feminine and femininity is and that continuum really starts to promote a lot of the things that we see in the mental health um, side of things. You know, with that constant, I have to look perfect, I have to be perfect, I have to be dainty. All those stereotypical things promote things like eating disorders, low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, trauma. All the trauma that can come from this. The missed opportunities. I could not fathom how many missed opportunities there were due to the feminine thing to do or the femininity side of things. So, now that we touch base on that spiritual, that mental, it's really important that we keep those things in mind when it comes to feminine and femininity because it's something really interesting to look back on and kind of reference in a sense. Like, how has that influenced? The definition of feminine and femininity. And how does that influence me today in my world, in the world that I live in? So now that we got to discuss those two factors, I really want to start diving into that, you know, the history part. So the history of feminine and what feminine looks like now and kind of having a conversation about that because I don't think there's a definite like what is femininity, what is feminine now? But we, I feel like I can see the tides turning. So let's start into that subtopic. So I did a little bit of digging to see where did femininity and feminine, the definition and when was it used? When did it start? When did it really come about? And the earliest that I can find was that it was around the 1300s when this got developed, but more so I saw some reports about like thirteen eighty. So, really, that's how far back this word has been used. Since time, there has been record of femininity being defined as. Since that time when femininity was first used, we find stereotypical or phrases or, you know, quotes of people using and defining what femininity is. One of them that I found is someone stated that femininity or feminine is one is not born, but rather becomes a woman. So that was the first one that I found. The second phrase or term or you know quote that I found is that femininity is precious, unmental and fragile, uninstructed, in and ill suited for anything requiring muscular exertion. And these were all by males. Just wanna point that out. And then the third one is that a a feminine person, um, she is shyness, um, reserve. She displays of frailty, fear and incompetence. I had to stumble a little bit when I was reading that because it still just blew my mind that I was still reading that and I'm just like, only if they knew the females today so while i was still doing more research i found an article called "Femininities," and this was conducted by elroy j windsor in the international encyclopedia of the social and behavioral services second edition 2015. and in this article they discuss how femininity may be equated with being a woman who embodies characteristics like being nurturing sensitive demure, and sweet this article dives into the broad framework of heterosexuality, scripts of femininity operate as a way to organize gendered and sexual relationships between women and men. So again, what I was saying before way back in the podcast started was that feminine and femininity, I felt like was something that was created to divide. And this article is mentioning, like it stated before, femininity operates as a way to organize gendered and sexual relationships between women and men. Girls and women learn to be feminine and dissocialization relates to interpersonal and institutional gender and sexual inequalities. Boom. Wow, right there. <laughs> so we really see that in the past, we've gone through many women movements and I don't really want to get into the deep uh, women movements because it doesn't really, women movements doesn't really equate for all races. However, women in itself have been through a lot. We have been defined as frail, dainty, incompetent, shy. And it's also been mentioned that, you know, that term feminine and femininity was used to divide us and organize us and create the social norms between women and men. Now what does feminine and femininity look like today? I personally believe that there has been such a huge transformation in what is viewed as feminine. I am seeing women starting to embrace who they are and their individuality as a whole As well as their unique perspectives that they bring to the table. I don't hear a lot of people, you know, screaming, yes, I'm feminine. I'm a feminine lady. I don't really hear that anymore. I don't see that anymore. Besides in spirituality, but I don't see it. And I think people are kind of dropping the term feminine and femininity. And they're just embracing who they are. And that's amazing to me. Do I believe there's still work to be done? Absolutely, there is still work to be done. There's always work that can be done. Generations from now, there still probably will be work to still be done. So then my last topic, my last subtopic for everyone here is, are you feminine? The big question. Now that we had this pretty in-depth conversation, What is your take on femininity? Do you define or identify with anything that feminine or femininity relates to? Have I made you take a second thought about what femininity is? If not, that is okay. I don't mean to change your mind. I just want to have a conversation and maybe get some, you know, some things rolling in the brain and really thinking about some things deeper than we really usually would. If you struggle with femininity like I do, I believe this is the best tip I can give you though, is that you define what femininity is for you. I don't think we should use, or for, at least for me, the hardest thing for me is realizing that like, I can't use the definition of what femininity is or what femininity used to be. I really have to look back and kind of decide what femininity is for me, not what it used to be. Now, I don't think I can really give much mental health tips or spirituality tips behind it. But what I think the best thing I can do is for someone who feels like they are struggling with, you know, am I feminine? Am I identifying with a feminine energy? You know, do I identify with being feminine? I think the best tip I can give you is that feminine and femininity, I think, is defined by you. What you deem feminine, what you deem femininity, is all up to you at the end of the day. I think the most important thing is the confidence that's behind the word. So if you want to embrace feminine or femininity in your life, with whatever you do now, then absolutely do it with the most utmost courage this podcast was not meant to change anyone's mind from being identifying as feminine or you know loving the word femininity this was more just a conversation to really get you thinking about what does that word mean what does it really mean because when you really look at it it's kind of like huh? old school definition i wouldn't be defined as feminine but we're not there anymore We're here, and I think we get to decide what feminine is, and for me, when I look at feminine and femininity, women who have huge muscles and embrace who they are, that is the most beautiful feminine thing to me, and that's what makes me feel the most confident, so that's my definition, and your definition can look absolutely different from me, and that is the magic behind it. So, I really hope that helped. I hope that kind of gets some things churning. Maybe we can have a little bit more discussions with other people around. I know my professors loved asking those challenging questions. And so, I just want to ask you. On that note, thank you so much for listening to my podcast episode today. Am I feminine? I know it probably wasn't an easy one. I know I probably challenged a lot of beliefs. Sorry if you're offended, but not sorry also, because I think it's a really important um, topic to have with women today. Let's define what feminine is for us individually, not for every woman out there. So thank you again for listening to my podcast today. You are listening to Side Grace. If you want to continue following me on my journey and my podcast journey, please follow my Instagram side underscore grace, as well as subscribing to this podcast, share it with a friend, share it with a family member who you think really could listen it and get something out of it. Leave a review if you can. Your support does not go unnoticed. And I want to thank every single one of you who listen. This is Aaliyah Greistein and you are listening to Side Grace. I hope you have a wonderful wonderful week. Until next Wednesday, see you soon.